Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to The Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Today, Tim is going to be talking about their family office services and kind of give us an overview of what that looks like. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Uh, Good. I'm down in Florida recording today, so it's sunny and warm and life is good. Oh man, I am jealous because it's (laughs) sunny here, but not so warm. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. I'm assuming you're outside at like a nice table with the breeze blowing through your hair and the sun shining on you right now as you podcast because I hear lots of birds in the background and... Oh, no, no, I wish also. I'm going to do that afterwards, I hope. <laughs> yeah, afterwards. And just get this done. Hurry up, Eric. Let's go. <laughs> I got, I got a beach on. to get to you. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. So family office services. What is this concept? Where do we start today? What What are your family office services? Well, typically, I think I've mentioned in the past with other podcasts, we do this formal process where we're gathering you know, qualitative, quantitative information. We're preparing an analysis. And the end result is a plan that we then monitor and you know implement and monitor with the client. And oftentimes it's not overly complicated, meaning that there's not a lot of different businesses or um, estate planning issues. And also it's not overly complicated in the sense that most times one or both of the spouses that we're working with, the husband and wife, let's say, uh, they're qualified and interested and want to partner with us. So mm-hmm. so most of our plans are pretty straightforward, but sometimes we meet with a client where things are very complicated and or uh, one of the family members or you know, there are no real key family members who uh, want to or are able to really partner with us to make sure that the plan is being implemented, monitored, and completed. So in those instances, and I, and I can kind of walk through some examples, we typically use our family office services. Got it. Yeah, that, that'd be great if you had a couple examples to, to give us that true picture. Sure. So one example is um, I had a client who was the second generation business owner, entrepreneur, very, very involved in the day to day. So when working with him, there was really no, you know, we were, we were the advisor, we were the partner, we collaborated constantly. But then due to a sudden death, uh, where he passed away, mm. really the the spouse had not ever been that active in it and in the business. And they also had other real estate partnerships and other investments outside the business. And the other part is the the kids, the children were older, different locations around the country and not active in the business. And so that was a, a situation where we really needed to kind of sit very quickly to protect his spouse to protect his kids and the wealth, implement a couple of, you know, more complicated or more advanced uh, family office type services. Yeah. Those sudden, sudden changes in a uh, plan altogether can be, I mean, either a devastating or B unknown, right? I mean, there's some, a lot of unknowns that are happening right there and it's, it's got to have a pretty quick timeline. I don't want to say deadline because that's morbid, but truly it, it has a pretty rapid timeline that things need to get done. So how does family office services as a whole, how do you, how do you handle those types of things? Well, so in a case like that, 
that's atypical or it's not normal where we really, like you said, have to get in there quickly. Um, and fortunately, we had been working with the, the family for a while, uh, so we had a feel for where everything was. But we're really going in there and spending, you know, eight, ten hours a day for a week, in this case about a week and a half, really to organize the balance sheet, um, coordinate, you know, cash flow. You know, there's multiple checkbooks. You can imagine there's oh, yeah. different checkbooks for each entity. There's different tax reports. Also, there's multiple advisors. There's, you know, in this case, there was a, a team of the CFO and other CPAs that worked with the business, but mm-hmm. they kept uh, outside interests separate. So there's a lot of coordination there. So that that was a case where we really had to, I, I don't want to say an emergency, but we had to really move in there quickly. There's other examples where, you know, we're working with the family and there's one instance in particular where the business owner really did not have uh, next generation uh, ready, you know, to take over the business. And mm-hmm. this is more more typical than you would think. But we have a lot more time in this case to set up the family office type services. And in this case, the specific goal was, you know, educating some of the next generation and hopefully recruiting some of the next generation kids and grandkids to get interested in the business to, you know, participate in the succession plan. So uh, uh, that's a completely different example with completely different goals. And I guess that's that's why family office services are a little more complicated because they encompass so many different things or they can encompass so many different things. And how long does, does that typically, uh, I don't want to say typically, but when you have a situation like that where you have the next generation or even the third generation, when you're talking about grandkids, getting them interested in the business, getting them involved in the business, getting them to the point where they are ready to transition that business over to themselves from the grandparents or, or whoever started the, the company originally, what are we looking at as far as a timeline for that to happen successfully? Oh boy, it's it could be three, five, ten years. I mean, it's really that that's the one of the key points I try to stress with clients and with prospects as I meet them that this is really a very long term process. And oftentimes the entrepreneurs I meet with, the business owners are so day to day driven and that's what's making them successful. And what I try to get them to do is step back you know, budget some time and resources to step back and really create processes like some of these family office services to really start focusing on on the business and on succession planning and on generational wealth planning because it takes a very long time. You know, if you can imagine, you know, one of the topics we talk about is alignment of interests and alignment of interests really means, you know, it's it's not natural or it won't occur naturally that your kids and grandkids are going to share your values, your goals, et cetera. Uh, plus you're all in different stages of life. You know, your, your grandkids are maybe are mm-hmm. in school and college, getting out of college. Your kids are raising, maybe having families, uh, starting a career. Whereas if you're close to exiting a business and you're in your, you know, sixties, let's say your, your stage of life is really, how do I transition this asset? You know, this, uh, great business I've grown into something that can protect me, protect my family, uh, protect my favorite charities, mm-hmm. really for generations. So alignment of interest is one of the things we focus on when we're trying to create some of these processes. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've talked a lot about fishing on this podcast because you, you have a lot of great analogies that go with that. And, and as you were talking, I was kind of thinking about that with with getting that next generation ready. I remember when my dad would take me fishing, I'd be 
10, 11, 12 years old. And he'd been fishing for decades, of course, at that point. And we'd be on a lake and, and he's casting and he's doing a great job fishing. And I would be fishing and then I'd get bored. And then the pole goes in the boat and I'm playing with a sandwich or I'm playing with the water with my fingers or whatever, right? I just was distracted and I didn't have the, the discipline. I didn't have the skill set. I didn't have the ability to drop that lure right next to the lily pads where it needed to be and get the bass's attention and, and all that. And I kind of think about that as somebody who's got a business they formed over all these years and all the intricacies, all the little different skills that they've had to learn and then trying to pass that to the next generation. Are they ready for that? And how long is it going to take them? So when you give that timeline and the things that you're talking about focusing on, that makes perfect sense uh, because maybe they're just not ready. Maybe they will get ready. And and that, that time frame can be a huge, you know, difference depending on maturity and, and all those things. So what else do you focus on to, to help that happen? Well, I mean, that what you mentioned was really a key because if you think about it, let's say a business owner who has created this thing and worked so hard to, to do it, maybe their kids have seen how much effort and time went into it. Maybe some of their kids have worked in the business, mm-hmm. so they understand how it works. But it's it's impossible really for the next generation, the grandkids who ultimately will receive some of that wealth from the business, it's it's impossible for them to really understand unless they have opportunities to connect and mm-hmm. share those stories. And if that, that those stories could be, like you said, on a fishing boat, those stories could be, you know, just as they get together to do tax preparing or tax preparation and planning. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we talk about family office services, we have um, we, we really focus on opportunities to get them together that can educate and also help transfer or tra- uh, transfer stories and legacy and history, you know, to the next generation. Gotcha. So, for example, we have a we call it kind of a light version of family office services, and and the light version is really a couple different things that we can help set up that don't require a lot of formal structures. You know, I think. When I talk to people about family office services, they step back a little initially because they think, you know, oh, is this going to be some entity I need to create, you know, a corporate governance, mm-hmm. very complicated. And it certainly can be. But the light version is really uh, things as basic as bill pay. You know, if you can imagine a business owner has probably a controller and a CFO, but if they have outside interests, if they have kids, if they had, you know, and they're trying to fund education for children and grandchildren, they have a lot of different accounts, a lot of different, um, you know, money's going in many places and it's often hard to track. So even as simple as us getting in there to structure a bill where we're helping process bill, you know, paying bills, but also more importantly, providing um, cash flow reports so mm-hmm. that they can very easily and quickly pull up a report that says, okay, just like in my business, my CFO gives me this for the business where I know where everything is and they know the numbers. Now I can get these reports very quickly and easily as a result of technology for, you know, what am I spending on the house in Florida? What am I spending at the house, you know, when I fly jets or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we take that information and we help them determine whether, you know, they're spending too much. They're not, you know, they're, the money will last and how long it'll last. So, Bill pay is just a simple example. And when we do that, we also get the kids and grandkids involved. So it teaches them, uh, it's kind of an opportunity to teach them about reading balance sheets, reading profit and loss statements, and and educating, giving them tools that they'll need down the road. Um, And again, it's a long-term process, but that's just one simple example. 
Now you said a light version, and I'm using air quotes here that nobody can see. A light, light <laughs> yes. version, right? What, what else would you consider uh, as part of the light version of this? Um, light version. The other things we would put in there are uh, things that we can easily help them set up and coordinate, like philanthropy. Uh, hmm. We've we've helped families set up donor advised funds, uh, where they get together with kids and grandkids once a year to talk about where are we going to give the money teaching them about finance, teaching the next generation about charitable planning, about giving back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another example is really uh, risk management. So one Mm. of the things I find is, you know, let's say you have an individual who's got a, they live in a primary residence, they've got a business, they have several cars maybe, maybe they have another home somewhere out of state or two. It, just coordinating and making sure that there's no gaps in coverage, and so we we track and monitor their property and casualty insurance, for example. We don't we don't issue it, we don't write it. We're not agents, but we coordinate around the country wherever their properties are. If it's in South Carolina, Florida, Arizona, California, Texas, we coordinate with those agents. We we bid it out for them, and we shop it to make sure it's competitive, and that process makes sure that there's no, you know something goes unpaid and all of a sudden they have no condo insurance and the condo above you floods and drains down into your condo and all of a sudden you have no coverage and that's happened. Mm-hmm. So just simple things like that, uh, I call the light version because the compli- the processes aren't super complicated, yet we can really come in and add tremendous value very quickly for, for clients. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And moving from the light version, I, I doubt we call it the heavy version. But uh, what what is the next what is the next level, if you will? So the next level is is could include estate planning, where we're really getting involved with their attorneys, um, their trust officers, and helping coordinate and make sure that. Uh, all the as simple as beneficiaries and ownership structure, mm-hmm. but uh, but more importantly that these entities are consistent, coordinated, and accomplishing their goals. Um, and when you get into estate planning, a little more advanced part of that is what we call family governance. So there there are instances, and in in we have a few clients that are just very complicated. They have businesses, multiple businesses, multiple assets, and just governing that. And then they have family who, you know, maybe not involved in one, but involved in another of the business located different parts of the country. So making sure that the family, and this is a focus on the next generations, making sure that the family is prepared, the kids and grandkids to ultimately receive this wealth. We typically try to set up family governance processes. Now that could be a family meeting once a year. It could be a a situation where the, the grandparents schedule a, a great trip at a nice resort and they they you know maybe in the morning for one of the mornings they have a two three hour meeting where they talk about you know on an agenda these family governance items and then the rest of the trip they're just enjoying themselves and sharing stories sharing ideas and just collaborating the other the other ones we actually have for we have done formal family office meetings where we might do that a full day or even a day and a half just depending on how complicated they are yeah, and, and you've talked about this on previous podcasts, and I would encourage anybody who's interested in those those family meetings and, and how they're structured and kind of what role Tim and his team play to go back and listen to those podcasts because they, they were – it's phenomenal. I mean, what they do truly is phenomenal, and it's it's 
in my mind, it's groundbreaking for an advisor to be able to do that and execute those with the competency that his office does. So please go back and listen to that. Uh, Tim, what other pieces do you have in that advanced folder? So some of the advanced planning items that people may not think about, uh, but we coordinate. And these are ones where we coordinate and outsource. Our, our primary role is to make sure that it's happening, make sure that it's happening well, that we you know, send out our requests for proposals and making sure that the services are competitive. But things like travel, you know, I have a couple clients where we coordinate, um, they use private jet services. And there's, there's always a question of, you know, do I, should I own a, my own private jet or should I outsource? And when you purchase hours or jet hours, it's, it's pretty complicated. There's a lot of vendors out there. Uh, it's not heavily regulated, so mm. there could be some shady operators. But we, we, we try to help them coordinate, making sure it's competitive and we stay on top of it, make sure it's, they're being paid and that we you know, audit the invoices to make sure that they're not overpaying when travel does occur. That's just one example of kind of a, an odd one that people don't think about. But I know we, we add a lot of value for that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think about that. And, and uh, you know, helping clients to avoid, you know, Jim Bob's planorama is probably mm-hmm. is probably a really good thing. You know, it's a, we give props because we got props or something. I have no idea, but it would be a terrible service, I'm sure, uh, if you if you get the wrong one. You know, here's your stop. Here's your parachute. Uh, happy landings kind of thing. Uh, yeah. so, so that's really interesting that you, you provide that. I, I hadn't thought about that before. Is yeah, there- another, another one is just, I'll just use this example of, um, so families, I've had a situation where families have um, kids who went off to college and looking for, uh, they're getting out of the college. You know, we've had, we've hired contractors who prepare uh, resumes, who screen resumes, who prepare uh, job application mm. wow. essays. Um, you know, when kids leave high school and go into college, it's a super stressful point in their lives, you know, as far as what college I want to get into, et cetera. It's actually, what I've found is it's the same happens when they're looking to get their advanced degree. Let's say they want to apply to med school, MBA school, law school. The essay is critical. Uh, Mm -hmm. The essay is what gets you in or not into the secondary education, university of your choice. And we found that we can add value just by, we found a couple of great writers who can screen and really work with the, the, the person to help make sure that their essay gets them in the university. And we've, we've actually seen phenomenal results with that. And again, we don't do it ourselves, but we go out and get those resources. And that's part of our lifelong learning, lifelong education kind of philosophy. Yeah, that, that is something I never would have thought about. I mean, that is, that is a great touch. And I definitely could use a service like that every once in a while, for, <laughs> just for papers that I write. Uh, oh, currently. everyone can. I mean, I'm a recovering accountant, so I can't <laughs> write. And uh, I, I actually outsource yeah. all of our all of my writing too. That I, I, I generate the content, but I have somebody look at it, and it always comes back and sounding better. Yep, yep. Uh, right now, my wife helps me uh, a lot with that, and just say, "Okay, this is the concept I'm trying to get across. Did I did I accomplish that? Right? Because <laughs> so, exactly. sometimes I go off into a rabbit hole, and she's like, "Wow, you can eliminate these three pages, and nobody would miss them." I'm like, "Oh, geez, okay, thanks, honey." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I didn't take that personal, right? Yeah, exactly. That's why we want a third party because <laughs> yeah. it's either a third party or marriage counseling. You know, so right. it's one of those <laughs> things. All right. Um, what else um, are we going to cover today? in the family office services. What else do you well, want to talk about? Just just one other item in the area, what I would call advanced. And I mention it because 
uh, we're, we're running across it more and more. And that is really uh, helping with aging transitions, we call it. So All that right. could be, you know, helping them really research and select and identify what the best healthcare services, or it could be, you know, making financial decisions about their parents, grandparents, or kids, you know, who have to um, look for, I guess, not necessarily nursing homes. They don't call them nursing homes anymore, mm-hmm. but, you know, uh, living centers. Yes. You know, just things like that. We're finding that uh, we're offering a lot more research, a lot more help in that area uh, to try and make sure, depending on where they're located, where their parents might be located. You know, so we have uh, clients in Northwest Indiana and in Chicago, but we're doing research down in Texas, Iowa, Florida, just depending on where their parents might be. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, need for that nowadays, um, and we're, tr- we're trying to provide that service too. Yeah, so, along those lines, Tim, I want to don't mean to interrupt you, but I want to ask a no, quick question. Uh, along those lines, when you're working with a client, and I'm I'm hoping that your clients are listening to this, and also people that that aren't currently working with you think about this question. When you have a client who's who have aging parents that you don't work with, how do you help them um, to, to make sure that their parents are taken care of? Because their parents have their own advisor, hopefully, or I'm sure they do. Uh, but maybe their advisor isn't the greatest, or maybe they've got an advisor that isn't being a good fiduciary, and they're they're not really taking everything into account. And with parents that are aging, sometimes you have cognitive abilities, cognitive decline, like we've talked about in the past. How do you help them to make sure their parents are taken care of? Is that do you do some free reviews? Uh, how do you handle that? Yeah. So. In instances where I'm working with a client and their parent need parent one of their parents or both need help, off, what I do is I'm really treat I treat it as if I'm working for my client and I say you know if we can gather information if you can connect me with your mom or dad um, I'd be glad to just offer those services for free to them because see I know that my client will bear the burden at some point exactly of this overwhelming responsibility and so really I'm servicing my client in addition to servicing their parents so no we don't charge for that that's definitely something we offer because we know we're going to be have to do it and it'll be harder down the road if we don't you know jump on it early yeah yeah I, I'd love to do a podcast with you just on that subject because there are so many questions out there about what to look for, right? What, what do I need to look for to make sure my parents are taken care of and their finances are taken care of and their insurance is taken care of? I, I've heard a lot within just my own research and in the media and things about life insurance for folks that are in their you know late 70s, 80s, 90s to where insurance, their premiums are going really high, so they have to drop insurance. There's options out there, so they don't have to drop it. But I don't know if they're getting the best advice. And that's just one small subject in a, in a, uh, a huge amount of subjects that we could talk about. Can we do a podcast about that at some point? Yeah, definitely. And it would probably even be two podcasts just because, yeah. like you said, there is so much to cover. Even just talking about long-term care insurance itself is, yeah. is a podcast. So yeah. yeah, definitely. I would love to do that. And I will. Uh, fantastic. All right. What else do we cover today? So what I thought is well, I'd break this topic into two and really today talk about some of the why we have family office services, what they are in the light version, the advanced version, talk mm-hmm. about, you know, aging transitions. And then at the next podcast, get into if it's something that people really want to do and set up a formal family office process, compare the options like 
do you set it up as your, your own family, what we call a single family, or do you participate in a multifamily office, um, or just go with the family office light? So I'll cover that in the next podcast. Yeah, fantastic. That, that sounds good. Um, I would like to dive deeper, so that, that sounds like a good time to do that. Okay, that'd be great. Thank you. All right, Tim, thank you so much for your time today. Any closing thoughts? I would just say that, like we mentioned earlier when you brought it up, it takes a long time you know, to do some of these things. So get on it sooner rather than later. And if you're looking for any information about it, any resources, contact me, contact our website at Hightower Great Lakes, where you can download some additional resources or just call me anytime at 219-246-5370. Absolutely fantastic. And and one more note, I know that uh, hopefully a lot of people heard the podcast where you had Hannah on as your guest. Um, and I'll re- reiterate something that she said. Tim is incredibly approachable, incredibly friendly, and and very very honest, uh, almost to a fault sometimes. I think Tim, you I think you added that part. But um, <laughs> if you are looking at this and you're hearing this podcast, saying you know what, I, Tim says it takes a long time. I don't have a long time. Call him. Call him anyway because he'll be very honest and straightforward with you. The things that they can help you with, the things that they won't be able to help you with, depending on what the timeline is. But don't delay the call just because you think it's too late. There may be some pretty good strategies that you can still put in place uh, to, to ensure a good transition or to ensure you know some, some finances for the future generations and that people are safe. So I encourage you all to reach out to him. Uh, Tim, again, thank you for your time today. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to the WellStream podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the WealthStream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. 